0: Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Hello, hello
1: again. It's another Tuesday, and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there, out there, are holed up in your house, getting cabin fever. Uh, but we're going to dispel a lot of anxiety here today, and this is like. Impromptu, because Alan uh, Vera and I have been talking, and Denise Ramon, hi Denise, uh, about the
2: mm-hmm.
1: astrology behind uh, the the COVID-19. But first, I want to just tell you that um, that what we're going to talk about is the more that Alan says, the more we can comprehend our spiritual intention the easier it is to find alignment in the physical realm. And he's going to break down all the signs and indications that provide clarity on why you're here and what it is you are meant to accomplish. And a lot of people get depressed, spiritually depressed, and, and out of sorts because they, they just, why am I here, you know? They don't really know why they're here. So, Alan, do you want to tell anything else about uh, yourself? Uh,
3: um, yeah, uh, you know, I've been on this path for a number of years, I actually was kind of in spiritual denial for much of my 20s and 30s, and eventually I came into an acceptance of really what it was that I was here to do. So it took me a long time to figure it out myself, and so I'm really quite compassionate, and I always suggest people be patient with their own journey because it's not always yeah. that clear. It can take a long time. Yeah. And if you're awesome. if you're searching, eventually you will find what it is that you're here to do, and I can give a lot of ideas and some Clarity around how the whole mechanism works and to help you move to that state where it becomes clear for you.
1: Yeah. And you've, you've created these natal charts to help illuminate the past for so many people and couples. That's, That's very right. important. Uh, we had a, an That's awesome right. YouTube that I posted um, was it yesterday uh, about relationships um, and the astrological signs and how they relate, etc. cetera. Um, so, uh, you guys, I'm going to say it again at the end, but you guys write it down, get a pen and paper, or write it on your forearm. I don't care. It's alanvera.com, A-L-L-A-N-V-A-R-A-A. Of course, Denise Ramon is at deniseramon.com. All right, so we were talking about the predictions astrologically for the COVID, and I, I what you said was just amazing. So could you uh, repeat that? Share it with the class. Yeah.
3: Yeah, sure. So I mean, you know, astrology speaks to the energy that is governing a lot of the events on the planet also governs our own feelings and our emotions, it certainly governs the chemistry between people. And so what the astrology is actually speaking to, you can um, use it for on a very personal level, like how am I going to, you know, feel this week or month or who am I compatible with, but you can also use it at a national or even a planetary level, which is to say, what are the events um energetically that are influencing our planet and if you have something like a pandemic you can start to look at the various transits and say okay well when can we expect the energy to start to influence the pandemic and so the energy has been challenging actually to say the least for quite some time as we've been experiencing the most severe period um astrologically was there was actually a mars was in conjunction with pluto which put another way is just incredibly intense and incredibly problematic, but it's transformational type. It's conflict, destruction, and transformation is that kind of energy all wrapped in one. And that transit was from March 18th right up until yesterday. Wow. And so those five days were the most intense period um, that we could have experienced. It doesn't mean that the virus goes away afterwards. It certainly doesn't mean that you know we can take our foot off the pedal, so to speak. We have to keep an eye on this thing because there will be more infections and more fatalities, but the, the fear, the anxiety, all the low vibrational energy that we were all feeling with this sense of unknowingness, which was kind of coursing around the country last week and into early this week has uh, since reached its peak, its crest. And now will actually persist, but weaken as the week moves along. And astrologically we'll start to see some transformational energy, which will bring about a whole new approach actually to how we deal with the virus and um, affect us on a more personal level, um, typically in a very beneficial capacity, the first week of April. So just that to makes kind of recap, sense. T- yeah, tough five yeah. days had passed, a lot yeah. of uncertainty leading into it, tough five-day stretch. That stretch now has run its course. We kind of muddle through the rest of this week and into early April, really the very first of April, we'll start to see some notable changes in our own approach.
1: All right. So that makes sense because we just found out that there's a company that has gotten approval uh, for the 45 minute COVID-19 at home test that everyone is going to have for free. And this is what they did with South Korea. I don't think it was 45 minutes, but anyway, you take the test, even if you're asymptomatic and if you test positive, you stay at home everybody else yeah that's negative work and that could really turn things around so yeah. that and, might and be I what you're talking about a,
3: yeah yeah and so something like that would be a brilliant example of it which is the ability to actually know because there's so many people that are non-symptomatic even though they have it and so they're obviously not kept in self quarantine but there's also I, I imagine at some point we'll get another test that'll actually indicate the people that have overcome it that never even had symptoms or had mild symptoms and didn't realize that it was COVID. And they're Mm. actually now with the antibodies and that leaves them protected and they can go about their life and not live in fear of contracting it. Yes. That's awesome. And And so those kind of developments. Yeah. That would speak to really those, both of those tests would be a great example of it, potentially new medications or the application of, of available medications to help, reduce the severity of it. All of that is really what mm-hmm. we're speaking to that will come out and, you know, over the next week or so leading it to April. Oh, so it's that's a, it's great. a very, yeah, it's a very quick transition astrologically. Um, unfortunately, this thing does stick around until the end of the year, the vaccine or any type of true cure is probably mm-hmm. much later. It doesn't astrologically doesn't show it just disappearing, so to speak, but it mm. does show some notable advancements, right, right, right on the fringe here.
1: Right. And, you know, hopefully we'll also have at-home tests for influenza so we can stop so many people from, you know, uh, dying of influenza A, influenza B, uh, etc. So where do you see – can you use astrology to sort of track the the financial markets like the Dow? It's like can can, can, can you determine, wow, it looks like the low might be – around or it could be or it's at risk of being or most likely at such and
3: such Yeah. So there is actually a a guy he's a very strong astrologer who also had a background in finance and he does have a newsletter that does exactly that. And he has cool. uh, an inter- he has an interesting track record. There's famous anecdotes how like JP Morgan a hundred years ago used to consult with a well known astrologer in New York before making considerable financial decisions Mm
2: -hmm. so there have
3: been certainly cases where astrology has played into finance i personally don't do it but yes it can be used to try to predict any event because it's energy that governs our decisions our behavior the idea of buying and selling which is you know fear and greed and all the different emotions that course through it and trying to yeah, you know, outsmart the guy next to you. That is all heavily influenced by the energy around us. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I think
1: my husband mentioned he has some newsletter from an astrologer. What's the guy's name?
3: I, I could I could dig it up. I looked into it okay, briefly. Okay. And yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I can, yeah, I dig can it figure up. it out yeah. for you. But, that's cool. But yeah, but remember and you gotta keep in mind like astrology is brilliant and I absolutely love it, but it is just one more tool in your toolbox. Exactly. And so, exactly. Yeah, and and that's really a lot of what when people start to get past astrology, like astrology like to be able to predict somebody's life and their compatibilities and their decisions. It's very powerful, but then eventually a lot of people will start to ask how it's possible. Like, what's really happening? You know, why would the day that you're born dictate your compatibility with somebody else based on the day that they're born? You know, yeah. like or how can you start to predict if you'll have children or if you're going to have financial problems? Um, and when you start to get past that, when you say, okay, well, it's an amazing tool, but it's kind of curious, like how it's actually happening. That's when the mind starts to go into that state of, to, to desire more, to understand it deeper. And then you start to realize that astrology is kind of like a teaser that kind of draws you in to the spiritual Mm -hmm. space, because as you go deeper and deeper into it, more and more answers become available to you, not just on things like compatibility, but more like the intention for why you're even here. You know, like what is it that you're here to accomplish? What's your purpose?
1: And that's the and topic a, for the day. But I, I will say one thing before you start is like um, Alan uh, did uh, my chart and Eric's chart, and uh, yeah. oh my gosh, the results were just stunning, jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. And I think you said that you and I had very similar charts, right?
3: We have similar energy. Um, energy, inso okay. Insofar as, yeah. So, so sometimes there's similar charts, like the objective for the life is the same, and sometimes uh-huh. the energy, which is really just speaking of chemistry or compatibility, is very similar. So you and I okay. have very similar compatibility, meaning the way we approach life, the energy, the you know, our ability yeah. to get along w- would be like automatic when you have matching chemistry or matching energy. And, and uh, also, that's what we share. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right over oh, twinkies i love that okay so uh, yeah i've always had, felt a a good connection with you anyway so uh all right let's talk about the alignment uh of the sure. spiritual spiritual intention with the physical yeah. realm
3: yeah so um i would i would preface it by saying that um you're not supposed to know Me- meaning okay. we arrive here and we end up passing through really three main the veils. There's different veils, but you hear that sometimes when you go into your spiritual space that you're piercing the veil is a common expression, yes. Yeah. Or thinning the veil, and mm. and really what that is is that there's a veil that we pass through, which is designed for us to have a very unique experience while we're in this density, this this realm. But the veil is the veil of confusion. It's the veil of forgetting and it's the veil of illusion. Yeah. Wow. And so what's the veil of confusion? Well, the veil of confusion is that when you've left the spirit realm to incarnate onto Earth, you have absolutely no understanding of the workings of the universe, the, the higher consciousness and the infinite source, and all the other energies at play that are influencing your path. You just have absolutely no awareness of it. You've gone through a veil of confusion. But you've also gone through this veil of forgetting, which is you don't remember your past life and you don't remember why you even chose to come here. And then you're oh, wow. also going through the third, the third veil, which is the veil of illusion, which many people still have, which is the belief that this physical realm is all there is. Right. And you, yes. you, you still have people that, right. And, you, and that manifests often badly when somebody takes things so seriously because they think that, like, this is it. You know, like, I got one life to live. I've just got to get it right here, and my status, my my wealth, my whatever it is is so incredibly important to me because they're completely consumed by that illusion, that belief that this is all there will ever be is the physical realm. And so we pass through those three veils, and we venture, um, some of us, not all, but many of us will be called to try to figure out how to live our best life without any clear roadmap of how to get there. And it's um, almost like sitting at a poker table where you don't even realize that you're at a poker table, but you have these hands being dealt to you and you have no idea what everybody else is holding and you have to do your best to play those cards each time. And those cards are constantly changing and you've never played poker before and you're trying to learn on the fly. And all the while everybody else around you is doing something similar. And that is the physical realm. That's just third density. Okay. And wow. Interesting. Some, so we, how some, do you,
1: yeah. when you say we pass through, I'm sorry, the, the pass through these three veils, is that what an evolving soul looks like? Is that soul's evolution?
3: Is that, uh, I mean, what, yeah, what makes so, us pass
1: so, through those things?
3: So so think about our home being in the spirit realm or the astral plane, which is a, the closest non-physical plane. And mm-hmm. in that realm, we, we have total, that's where Eric is, for example, we have total understanding of of how it all works. We know okay. all of our past lives. We know of the decisions we made, the things that worked, the things that didn't, right? We just have full clarity on how the whole mechanism works, but we can't mm-hmm. affect change. We can't affect change there. We can't actually evolve. We can, we can learn, but we can't evolve. And so okay. to evolve, we end up, we end up incarnating into a physical body, and we take on this form, but we do it through these different veils to see how, of, how, how capable we are of actually executing on our plan, which is what we came here to do. Right. And so the, the easiest example of this, which has been around now for thousands of years, is Christ's incarnation. He had a very explicit intention, and he nailed it. Like He wanted to raise consciousness. He wanted to stand up for the little guy. He wanted to break down some of the constructs in the religious space, which was being misapplied at the time. And -hmm. he came with this belief that he could incarnate and be kind of a beacon of hope, represent, you know, source and go forth with a very relatively impactful, short life. And then he went to an an extreme. He's like, I'm even going to die for the cause. But he, 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 he came with that intention, and he awakened while here, and he knew exactly what it was that he needed to do. And so, of okay. course, the disciples wrote about it. You've got the Gospels to reflect on mm-hmm. it, and that became Christ's life. There have been yes. many who have incarnated and have had similar um, experiences, but just not obviously as famous. But they've also been able to go ahead and do exactly what it is that they came to do. And in yes. doing so, they've they've evolved and they've influenced and they've grown through the experience as you can here in the physical realm. Okay? okay. And so that's the yes. name of the game is that you're you're growing and I'm growing. And certainly Eric came with an incarnation and a plaque and he was growing and, and Denise is growing and even our families and everybody around us are doing the best they can with the hands that they're dealt. And some yeah. people will wake up and they'll realize – that they're really just actors on a stage and they're just kind of playing a part and they'll wake up and they'll say, you know what? I don't have to play the part that I've been cast to play. I actually have control over the decisions I make and I can take responsibility for those outcomes. And oh, I can now move too forward. Hard, Alan. Oh, I know yeah. it's, it's the tough stuff, oh. but if you can start taking ownership for your life. You become the author of your own book and you're like, where do I want the next chapter to take me? Yeah. Right? And and that starts yes. to move into the state of greater consciousness or awareness where you start to break down some of the limitations that maybe you have been imposed upon you by some of the people you've incarnated with or the society around you. Mm-hmm. And that's the most beautiful part about this third density, this earthly realm, is that we're given incredible amounts of courage. We get bravery. We have all sorts of emotions. There's fear and anxiety and low oh, vibrational gosh, energy, yes. but there's also the the incredible ability to transcend that and to go on to do something really empowering, something beautiful with having a family, you know, raising children, pursuing a Mm -hmm. career, traveling the world, all that becomes available to us based on our own determination to maximize this incarnation. Okay. All right. And so how does it all work? Well, it's, Tools like astrology are great because they tell you specifically like what areas are you trying to work on, what are the weaknesses, where are the blocking spots, where there's going to be conflict. So it gives mm-hmm. you a big leg up, if you will, because it's indicating the energy that you carried into the life. But a lot of this but it's, kind it's not going to do everything you,
1: for you, right? I mean, it's not.
3: <laughs> it's not going to. It's not. It's not intended to do. It's like a, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful tool of self-awareness. But then you still have to kind of make good on it. You know, yeah, I mean, like I can
1: it's, tell you
3: it's kind of it. like a map, right? GPS. The, well, that's right? it. Like, like for, exactly. Like Saturn in the second house speaks to somebody who's like a real penny pincher who's always worried about money. And not in a bad way. They just can't stop thinking about it. But it shows them that they carry that energy into this life with the intention of overcoming that, that almost when money has a hold on you. When you're thinking about it oh. so often, that it, that it becomes this compulsion. And mm. so once you grow aware of it, you realize how it's dominating so many of your decisions and maybe has you hobbled because you don't have the courage because you're fearful of what it's going to cost you or what have you. Mm. Then you start to yes. see how it's manifesting in your life and your relationships, and you can now move beyond it. And that's what astrology is so brilliant at, is giving you an opportunity <sighs> for self-awareness and then to move beyond it.
1: That's so amazing. Right? And that
3: yeah, and that shows up a lot in relationship dynamics as well. It certainly shows up in family dynamics, you know, like who gets mm-hmm. along with who and why.
1: Yeah, so you know, know. do you do Vedic or Hindu or – I mean, there's so many I types of – astrology, right?
3: Well, and that's the interesting part. It's a five – thousand-year-old study, and yet it sprung up all over the world separately. Like, the Chinese came up with their own astrology, what? the Indian, the, which is Vedic astrology, came up with their own, the Western astrology, Middle Eastern astrology. They all popped up in different centuries with different cultures, orienting slightly differently based on how they were observing the night sky.
1: Hmm. I had no idea.
3: Yeah, no and that's idea. why, like, Vedic astrology is designed for the Indian subcontinent, and it's wonderful, but predominantly for the Indian culture. Like when ah. people, even when, I have, even when an Indian is born here in the U.S., for example, or in Europe, they generally like to gravitate towards Caribbean or Western astrology. Really? Okay. And they're just, yeah. And so it's just, and so what, what I love about Western astrology is it tells you these placements, but it's not like a life sentence. It's simply telling you energetically what you brought into this life.
1: Yeah, what the propensity uh, is, the potential, but you, are have all the power you need inside, and you can make the decisions uh, with that as a guidance. You know, sometimes you know your GPS says the rest of you know the next 20 miles is not uh, is unknown territory, and so I guess that plays a part in all this too.
3: It does. Oh. So think of it this way: you can say that there are qualities that you brought in, and you didn't even realize that you had them. And then you go into like your own introspective work, and astrology helps. You're like, holy crap! Like I really do do that.
0: You know, like yeah. you start to
3: see it more. Cl- you start to see it more clearly, and you can say, either it's a quality that I don't care for, so I'm going to figure out ways to go ahead, and the word is transcend it, which is to move through mm. through or beyond it. Or you can say, you know what? It's not the most pleasant quality, but it's a part of me, and I accept me, and I'm actually at peace with it, well, right? I guess you Oh go ahead. No, go ahead. You, All you, right, you, so you, you know me, Alisa, if You don't, if it, I'll just keep talking, talking. I've no, got I got a it, it you just doesn't so really much... want to. And,
1: and, it never so... wants to be quiet. <laughs> you know, I love it. You have so much. I mean, we could have dozens of sessions together so um this kind of makes you not forces you to, but encourages emotional honesty – to be emotional honest emotionally honest with yourself about your propensities and all that stuff do you? Spirit, you know, give spiritual guidance to people who are at that crossroad. Well, I found from my chart that I am an asshole. Alan, help me, or whatever. Or I got a problem with money. Or do you know, or, are there people who do, like astrological, spiritual counselors?
3: Yeah, and that's really my, that's my that's what I love most. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing like a one-off natal chart reading, but mm-hmm. for me, it's really just a starting point. I love working with somebody who really wants to go deep into it and actually oh. try to transform through it. Oh, right? man. because are there a lot of yeah. astrologers that will just kind of regale or entertain you with a quick reading. But for me yeah. to take what you learn and then to actually apply the necessary tools to say, okay, mm-hmm. now that I know or understand this to be, where do I go from here? Yeah. No, I and knew that about that it you, be, but I just
1: wanted, yeah. I wanted to vague ignorance so I could bring it up, but that's yeah, so powerful. Well, that. Perfect. So, you know, because yeah, you know that's, what? That's the best. Yeah. It's like aligning all the four roommates, um, like Eric says, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, and the physical bodies. Bingo. And they well, like you s- say here, they have to all be aligned if you want to really you, you, truly be your authentic self on your authentic path. Or am I not well, right, my yeah. You you can't you,
3: you can't sit on the stair if you, uh, on the chair if one of the legs is faulty.
1: Exactly. Right. So
3: if. If you if you're if your emotion, I usually say like a three-legged stool because they say mental, emotional is kind of the same. But um, but yeah, if your mental, emotional, physical or spiritual health are out of out of kilter, it doesn't matter if the other three are amazing. But if one of them is terribly flawed, something will always feel out of alignment. Something will always keep you really unbalanced or oftentimes really unhappy.
1: Yeah. And, well, what's special um, about what that, you do is that. You know, a regular old psychologist, whatever, they'll deal with, oh, my mom was mean to me, and she wished that was never, uh, whatever, and those kind of things. But this goes so much deeper. This is the
3: opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of the time, because if you understand that you incarnated and chose your family and you had those struggles, but that was part of a destiny oftentimes that was determined prior to getting here. And Uh, so a lot of those struggles are actually designed to empower you to actually overcome it so that you could go on to something more meaningful in life. Yeah. And you know, you see it all. Well, and so you see it all the time. Kids that are like way too overprivileged with these really, you know, kind of these, 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 you know, very lavish, very gentle upbringings. They they either yeah. underachieve or they wind up with the self esteem issues and they feel like Aww. you know, they haven't really found their identity. It's a very common manifestation of too much. Right? Whereas yeah. the people that I've witnessed that have accomplished the most in their life are the ones that also overcame the greatest adversity.
1: I know. You're so right. And and I remember Anika, my youngest, she volunteered in Peru and she was so struck by how impoverished these people she worked in a little uh, clinic in the rural areas i mean nobody had shoes for example and but they were yeah. so happy but they're
3: not broke really happy. yeah well that's it they're not they're, they're not the victim of their poverty right yeah. now it's not to say that they enjoy being impoverished but it is to say that they're not held back by it they're still doing what they can yeah and that's and, and that's the difference. Do we allow our circumstances to be the shackles that bind us or do we take mm-hmm. responsibility for all that we possibly can so that we move beyond our circumstances and find our joy and fulfillment? So and really we need,
1: we need to struggle to evolve. We need adversity so, to so find our path no, you, and our authentic it, self, right? Always?
3: Or can't it, we just read clip not, notes or not, whatever? Not, so in in theory, definitely not always. There are definitely some beings that show up and they just have clarity on why they're here and the struggle is uh, not necessary.
1: Because maybe but in other lives they that. have. They probably struggle in other lives.
3: Yeah, the, 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 there are spiritual beings that have already reached that point of, of well, be enlightenment, which is the final stage on yeah. their journey, and they come back specifically so that they can be a beacon of hope and raise consciousness for others. Uh, and so those, yeah. those, those people... Those, those will have an immediate usual spiritual awakening at a very young age without the suffering, but that's mm. a very rare occasion. The rest yeah. of us are typically going to be put to task on a constant basis because of our suffering. And, yeah, and, 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 I, and I can tell you, I, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. So And I, I can tell you, because this is where it gets, I believe, more profound, is that that suffering, because the universe operates – um, on a relative basis, like Einstein had proven relativity governs the universe. But another way of saying that is um, polarity, which is to say that we can only experience light because we know what it's like to be in the dark. And we can only yeah. experience, right? We can only experience love because we can also experience fear. They all exist as opposite opposite ends on the same spectrum. And yeah. so the, the soul itself is incarnating through its cycles and as it's moving through its cycles, it is suffering and it's being given an opportunity to choose what polarity it wants to move towards. Yeah. And as it relates to the, as it relates to the soul, the polarity is do I want through my suffering, do I need to take care of myself more oftentimes at the expense of others because I'm suffering so badly or yeah. is my suffering making me more compassionate and I actually want to help others who are likewise suffering.
1: Yeah, it's a fine balance because you know you the whole thing, and like you know, you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you put on your child. So I mean, you have to attend to the self, to your, and, you know, absolutely, and it's needs first and, uh, as a foundation before you can really help. Right, other and people.
3: so and and so you can still be wonderfully in devotion or dedication to others without sacrificing your own well-being, and that's the perfect harmony of it. But I, I will tell you, and it's and it's a brilliant example of what's been happening is when you go to the supermarket and you see all the hoarding that's been going on.
0: And
3: this is without any judgment. Like I'm only saying it from, 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 from a standpoint of observation. So those that are riddled with fear and anxiety, they may not even be thinking clearly. They're just like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to die. I'm never going to be able to leave my home. I have to get And I have a lot of compassion for that fear but there are a yeah. lot of others there are a lot of others that are like you know some of them are opportunistic they're like I'm going to buy a lot of hand sanitizer and try to sell it for a gazillion oh, dollars oh yeah that's not good right
1: but i mean right? I, I, I guess i'm thinking others- because when yeah. i when i saw on the news this guy with the whole basket filled with toilet paper i was like kind of got like what makes you think your asshole is more important than ours? You know? So I, I'm sorry. It was just the way I was. Speaking of, I will say, real along the, the, the line of assholes, I'm going to digress a little bit. I just read that there's something about Uranus, or Uranus, and that's what, how Eric wants me to pronounce it, uh, implicates a possible recession. But you
3: don't have to answer that. I just thought I'd throw it out there because yeah, well, so, it's funny. So, Uran, so Uranus is transiting Taurus. And so Uran, and there's, Taurus is uh, the sign of stability, consistency, and predictability. It's the most stubborn sign of the zodiac. Uranus mm-hmm. hates boredom, and it hates predictability. Oh. And so when the planet of Uranus, which is an eight-year transit, only got there last year, but when the planet of Uranus enters into Taurus, all the structure and consistency that we've grown accustomed to is uh, in play for change, for adjustment. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you're right. I see that happening. But, you know, it's so funny and how so, we do need yeah. – yeah, no, no. You're about to say something important. I can tell.
3: Yeah, so as other planets move – so Uranus being an eight-year transit is gonna, it's going to be in that space for a long time. As other faster-moving planets transit over it, it's almost like the fuse gets lit. And it kicks off uh, another cycle or another change. And, and, wow. and that, that will happen on a regular basis with various intervals over the course of the eight years. And so okay, just obviously,
0: Corona and the
3: stock market co- collapse and yeah. everything else, that would be a very con- – and actually, Taurus is banking because Taurus loves to control the money. And so the, uh, the transit would have kicked off. I mean, there's a particularly punishing – You look at the financial implications of what's happening, but also the mortgages and all these large um, uh, 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 investments, these various securities that have been so stable and consistent for so many years have found great dislocation, and they've really started to struggle. Yeah. Well,
1: um, I'm still going to say Uranus because – that's the way I roll. Thanks. I'm not going to say Uranus. Perfect. Uh, but De- Denise is in the financial sector, so I'm, gonna, I'm sure she's like really lapping this up, huh, Denise?
2: I am. I am. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm just seeing how. I
0: find it fascinating. You know. It's so it's fascinating, just, and
1: you are so brilliant, Alan. Oh, thank
3: yes.
0: you I, 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 uh, I love this
3: subject.
1: Yeah, obviously. Clearly. And you know, it's too, but yeah. So we need the contrast, but here on this side of the veil, we bitch and moan on the other
2: side. Well, it's we,
1: like, Oh my God, we, I want to go back. It's so weird. You
3: know, so it's so, so we, we bitch and moan until we come to terms with why we're here and realize that we ch- like for starters, you have to be somewhere doing something like, why not be yeah. here? Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just feel like, well, but then you go one step further and you say, wait a second. We may not understand it because we went through the veil of forgetting, but we actually chose. Like this was what we thought was in our best interest. We chose to yeah, be here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you
3: say, well, if we, if we chose to be here, are we fulfilling the reasons that we chose to be here? Are we maximizing it, this incarnation? Are we making good on it? Because I I, and- I, I can tell you, Right, there are people that will get to the end of their life and the will reflect back with unbelievable amounts of regret because they only ever worked, or you know they never took any yeah. chances in love, or they never mm. managed to you know accomplish anything they wanted to do because they were riddled with fear of judgment, and they look back and like, geez, that was not a good life. It wasn't fulfilled. Oh. But then there are other people that along the way can be fully present, really in the moment, and they can feel like they've got their gifts and their talents, and they're bringing them to the surface. And they're really living in that present. And they get to the end of life, and they're like, man, I don't want to leave. That was a good one. Wow. Okay, so
1: that's you, the light worker that you are. This is what you help people with. You help them not yeah. be the, the first example. You help them become the second example.
3: And that's uh, that, well, very I, powerful. As, as much as much as possible, but that all is a journey with self, which is, you know, yeah. um, if I'm the captain of the ship, right, I'm responsible for everything. If I sail into troubled waters, then I take responsibility for it. If I'm in, you know, under blue skies and smooth sailing, well, I get to bathe in that sun. Like, that's my good deed, you know, and then it's usually if I'm in a good space, how can I help others? Because that's where a lot of fulfillment comes from. Yeah. And so, but, you know, yeah,
1: you could be their rudder. You could be their rudder. Uh, with the services, the one-on-one, you know, spiritual counseling services you offer. Uh, all right. I yeah, hope you but... guys got a pen or pencil out because it's alanvera.com, A-L-L-A-N-V-A-R-A-H.com. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we take questions from callers, Alan?
3: No, I, I'm, I'm a chatty Kathy. I usually, you know, keep going. Oh, you need, you, you need to be you a regular
1: know. guest. I swear. I really think you should be a regular yeah. guest, but course that's up to you
3: um all right so yeah the, I'd, love the, to be, I'd love to be a regular guest we have a bit of a fun. time difference so i had to, yeah oh, I it'd, know. it'd be great especially, especially yeah it's okay but and that's the only it's good because i stayed up late through the last few nights to make sure i had a little bit of energy for the call but um yeah we i would love to be a regular guest and i love the idea of callers even if they call in multiple times because we can give them all sorts of advice and see if it's quick but see if they have yeah. an opportunity to implement any of it
1: Absolutely. So uh, uh, some of the financial advisors, astrologers, Raj Shadra, uh, Shadra, Mahedra Sharma, David Williams, Chandresh Mehta. Do you remember if it's Indian or there's Susan Uh, Goodell?
3: There was one. No, he was an American guy. He was an anomaly. He was really, really – he'd been at it since the 70s. He had predicted a whole bunch of market cycles.
0: Oh, my God, is he dead?
3: I don't know. I know because I read his stuff a couple of years ago. You know, I uh, okay. I think I, I think it was the Crawford report. I'll I'll find it for you, Alisa, and we can we can follow up with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But hey, he could have died of corona. You never know.
3: No, I hope not. Anyway, so all right,
1: <laughs> let's uh, take it to the callers. You guys can ask here. questions here. of my lovely boy Eric, or of course uh, Alan uh, Vera. So here we go. I'm going to unmute the first person. Hi there, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear Hi, us? Hi, everybody.
0: This is yes, I can. This is Dee. I love you all Hi, so Dee. much, and I really appreciate Aww. your time. Um, the astrology reading that you're sharing is interesting because I'm a Taurus, and so is my daughter. And, me too. Um, it's, oh, nice. So you could feel it. It's, it's exhausting, actually, but I'm saying about yeah. it. I was wondering, is there... Is there a possibility this evening um either Eric or anyone could could reach out to one of my grandparents on the other side?
1: Who would that be? What's the, what's their um, first name?
0: I mean the one that's always dominant is uh Stanley, my grandfather, or my grandmother Lena.
2: Yeah, Stanley's here.
0: Oh, I knew it. Cuz
2: I got right away. I got right away grandfather. Um you know, I don't feel like he was this dominant when he was here, but he really has a lot of wisdom to share, and that's why he always shows up like this. Because I don't know how he was here, but it's like it's almost like um, he's you're eager to hear what he has to say, or people are eager to hear from him, or at least that's what he thinks.
1: All right. It's so, true. what message he does he have? Oh go ahead,
2: you know he's he, what he what he's coming through right now, and he just wants you to um the key, the- key, he's saying just keep he's showing me like you're in your car, just keep driving, just keep going it's what he's showing me like just keep going so i evidently you must be in a on a on a thought or in the transaction or mm. something. And he's just saying, just keep going with it. Just keep going with it. The way he's showing me, like, just keep driving like it's a Sunday mm. drive. Just keep, you know, like it's smooth and just keep going with it. So there, or you must be involved in something. Like you're going to do something or you're doing, I mean, of course, we're always doing something, but there's something big that you're involved in. Yeah, I'm in a
0: custody situation. It's horrible. Mm.
2: Okay. Okay. So he says, just keep driving. Just keep driving, you know. So in the way he showed, this is why he's showing me the calmness. Just stay in the calmness of it because um, he says, you have nothing to fear. Even though it feels like it, you have nothing yeah. to fear. And this is, he says, this is why I always show up because you need somebody strong. So you need to know that there's somebody strong on the other side with you.
1: Did y'all hear those weird sounds, by the way? I
2: Maybe did, they're EVPs.
1: I did. Uh, Eric, is that EVPs or just whatever? Because uh, last not whatever time. whatever,
2: because I got, yeah, I got right away. It's something. And I was trying wow. to listen if I could hear what it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to yeah, have we, Ron Litterer analyze it. Maybe it's Stanley. Do we,
3: do we know? Do, can Eric say if it's positive or negative?
1: Oh, the, where the sounds are coming noise, from? Yeah.
3: Yeah, if it, I mean, if it's influenced by an entity, if Eric has insight there,
2: it's not. It's not negative. Eric is like he showed me. It's close to the heart. Okay. So it's not okay. negative. No, oh, that's good. Wow. I'll
3: I was. I was. I was going to ask the caller if she knew where her, uh, what part of the chart her her Taurus was in, where her sun sign was.
0: Well, I know my. I'm a rising Sagittarius. I don't remember. Okay.
3: All right. Because right. um, if you looked in your, so custody battles would involve the children. So there's there, there could be fifth house activity is child rearing, and then seventh house activity is like contracts and disputes and like legal yeah. matters spilled into the eighth house. So Yeah, my eighth house is low-
0: full and my five house is full. Okay. Wow. Well,
3: then, those, so you'd, you'd want to look at the transits in the fifth and the eighth house to get a better sense of the energy that's going to govern the process.
1: Yeah. Check in with Alan. Hook up with you know. Contact yeah. him and she, he could probably help I'll you. Alan Vera. All right. Vera, well. Right. Yeah. Alanvera.com. And, and I'll put it Thank on you. the uh, description box when I make this into a YouTube. All right, Dee. Good luck. We're praying for you, girl. Thank you. Ooh. Oopsie, I cut her off before she could finish. Okay, now we have somebody from the, um, come on, Wheel of Progress going around and around. The 914 area code. Hi there.
2: Hi. Hey, who Hi. we got? Hi, my name is Maria. Hi, Maria. i you from my husband, please. Say that again? My husband, Gaetano. Okay, give me yes. a message from out. Uh, uh, uh,
1: do you speak Spanish?
2: No, I'm Italian. <laughs>
1: Italian, okay.
2: Um,
1: Dan was his name.
2: Guy guy, guy.
1: Oh, died. Okay, your husband. What's your husband's first name?
2: Guy Dan. I call it guy. Do, Okay, Guy to... Okay, I got it. Got it.
3: Got
2: it. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Go Gaid. ahead, Alan. That's fine.
3: No, I, well, I was going to I was gonna say my, my girlfriend speaks Italian. I could grab her if we need a translator.
1: Yeah. Well, it's okay. what do... I understand. It's... No, it's... Okay, okay, that's fine. It's fine. All right. So what do you want? Do you want a message from your husband,
2: Maria? Yes, sir,
1: please. Okay. Yes, sir, please. Simple enough, maybe. Uh, okay. Guy done.
2: So... So Eric is wanting me to let you know that when he's t- he's coming through. Eric is, and he's he's wanting you to know that your husband is doing well. He's showing me him being very playful. So it's so I feel like his energy is there. So he must not have been very um, physically. He must have been depleted in a lot of areas because he's showing me very energetic, like he. He's he has just his got a lot back. of energy. He's he, oh, yes, his yeah. stamina is back. Everything. He he's doing that. He's very oh. happy. Um, did your husband smoke? Uh I younger Because he's showing me. Because he's showing me. He. Because he, he's telling me he doesn't smoke. No.
0: And okay.
2: He's like, he's, he, he, so that. So that tells me. Because evidently he smoked when he was here, and, that, and that's why I asked did he smoke. But he's showing me he yeah. he still doesn't smoke. Um, he's he's very healthy. He's very good. Um, he wants you to. Um, he he's saying, do you reach out to people and let you to let them know where you are, like where you're, how you feel, or when you're lonely or when you're sad? Because he's saying you need to reach out more to people, and you need to oh. allow people to help you you need oh. to allow people to help you cuz you're not allowing people to come in and he says open your door to people let them come in and help you and he's saying he does come around you often and he's showing me by a kitchen or like a window near the kitchen and he wants you to yeah. to, to 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 he he's there he's around you so when you're in the kitchen yeah. don't just be more conscious of yourself going into the kitchen um, Mm because he's showing me a smell of a food that you cook or that you make or something that he really likes. So just be more conscious of when you're walking in the kitchen. When he comes
1: to the window as a bird or a butterfly or, or just uh, his presence. or
2: His presence is there. Like she, yeah, but he's telling me you can feel his energy if you're, conscious of it, like when you're in there you, to the, the feel like he is there, he's like yes, turning yes, your head to look yes. at certain things yes, because he yes, wants you to know yes, wow. mm-hmm. day, I really like somebody really put something on top of my head yes oh wow yeah. even that's I cool. tell my daughter mm-hmm. yes, that's it too
1: alright, well, okay we'll be praying for you Maria <laughs> yes. until next time girl Thanks. Thank you, right. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sure, sweetie. Open your heart you. and your doors to uh, to help. I know that's very difficult to do when you grieve. Uh, okay, we have somebody from the 760 area code. Hi there. How are you?
0: I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for taking my call. This is G. Hey, G. And what you, hey. What you got for us? Well, I was oh. uh, wanting to ask Alan a question. Um... It's very resonant for me that you do the kind of work that you do, Alan, with astrology and help people with their uh, their calling. I guess you can say. And I was wondering if that's something you can quickly look for me.
3: Sure. What What, what, what can I do for you?
0: <laughs> well, um, am I correct in seeing that you work with? Uh, the question about life purpose or um, the reason that I'm
3: here. Yeah. So, you know, the chart gives so many indications, but it does tell us our spiritual growth and then it tells us some of our own struggles and, and human kind of journey, if you will. Um, And, you know, it takes a little bit longer because I would need to generate the chart to be very personal but um it is all there. If there's like a general question now, I can certainly try to field it. Um and if we wanted to get, you know, kinda of deeper into the chart, it would just take a little bit more time.
1: Yeah. And, well, and well, actually, let me ask this. Eric just, should she oh Eric should she yeah. contact Alan and get her chart done?
2: You know, Eric says that would give her another avenue, I'd like another direction or another map on where to look because it would he says that um he's saying that it will help you to see things a little bit clearer because
0: mm. it will help
2: take out the um like it just it just helps clarify things is what he's saying it helps the confusion like alan was things. talking about yeah yeah, yeah. because eric yeah, says it, it simplifies it okay alan you wanted to ask me something
3: yeah, I was just going to say maybe just start with just a general idea of what the question is, and I can give you some generalities around it, maybe just some simple tools just while we're talking and see if it resonates.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I definitely want to go a little deeper than that. I mean, I'm I'm constantly finding myself in situations that feel very disempowering in terms of uh, generating income, and that's, okay. that's no longer – I mean, it, it really is – I'm at the line right now. And um, gotcha. even though, you know, even though I keep repeating to myself, this is not, this is not right for me. It's not right for me. I can't, I can't continue to do this to myself just because, you know, I have to, you know, save myself. And, you know, if I'm going from one job to another and all of a sudden an opportunity comes along and I have to grab it because I'm in scarcity and I, you know, it's it never, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, it never works out where, I, you know, it's the right thing for me.
3: Okay. Yeah. And so that, that is definitely, it's um because it runs on a lot of levels. You have to look introspectively at what it is um, in your own being that has you uh, moving from one to the next. And if there is a scarcity mentality, then the laws of attraction come into play, mm. which is as long as we continue to believe that there's not enough, we're going to end up behaving usually subconsciously in a way that reinforces that there's not enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: it's, it's, yes. Yeah. Although I'm a very optimistic person, you know, I mean, there's a lot to say on that. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you the abridged version. Um, yeah, of course. And, and, and I was doing, I know that I could be a lot worse off in my thoughts and in, in my creation and manifesting abilities. I could be a lot worse off and I'm not. However, I'm looking more for the clarity in what my direction i feel i don't have a defined direction and that makes me kind of feeling like i'm on a ship without a rudder and yeah. i have to you know constantly you know grab at whatever is going to keep me from drowning
1: so eric yeah, and or Ellen, well, what is the next step for her and then we'll go on to oh, the so, next
3: column. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, the first step one is you generate the chart, and then you start to zero in on some of the choices that have been made that have brought her to where she is now. Mm-hmm. And and that becomes kind of, you know, it, that becomes the introspective journey, just to start to see some yeah. patterns. And, and well, then from there, well, it's like anything start. else. Yeah, the, the, this but, sounds well, right. I mean, it
1: really does. There's no coincidences that you are on this show and you got, you know, picked from the studio board to talk to Alan. Not a coincidence. You're I certainly appreciate Maybe that. Eric sure probably nudged you like he does. All right. Thank you, darling.
0: All right, sweetie. Thank
1: you. Good luck to you.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: okay. Now we have somebody from the 865 area code. Hey there, how are you doing?
2: Hey, good. This is Beth from Tennessee. How are you?
1: Hey, Beth. I'm good. What's up, girl? How are well, your gifts coming um, along?
2: I wanted to ask Eric.
1: Um, my dad passed away a month ago today. Yeah. Okay. So how um, is he You want to ask him, doing? Ask him for a message or? Anything? Yeah.
2: Um. What's your dad's name? Eric says. That... Dennis.
1: Dennis. Okay. Dennis.
2: Um. Eric is telling me your dad is doing very well. You know, um, I, I've your the way Eric is showing me, he's like laying in a bed of velvet. So he's very comfortable. Um, And the way Eric is showing me this, I don't know how your father's belief system was here, but I don't think he thought it was going to be this nice over there. Oh, wow. He's just really, like, immersing himself in this softness, in this. The way the love, the the unconditional love, just and Eric is saying the best way Eric can show me is like this velvet, plush, like blanket type is what he's laying in. It's just so soft and gentle. So he didn't see that Um, one coming,
1: right? He didn't see that coming,
2: huh? Did your How was your father on this side? Was he? Did he have a belief system of what was on the other side?
0: We discussed it and he did. Um he went to, to church and stuff like that in his later years. Um he didn't go to church while I was growing up but Okay. Um
2: we yeah, we had talked about it. Okay, good. Well Eric is wanting you to know that he is doing well. Um and I feel like you if you haven't already you're going to be contacted by your father, and this Good. is an, an awakening moment for you because this has really jarred you to somewhat in your life, and it's about you making some big changes in your life. I feel like your lifestyle and in your life going forward. Does that make sense okay. for you? Yeah.
0: Yes, it does. All right.
1: Beth, thanks for calling and um we'll t- we'll try to take one more quick call thank you mm-hmm. um so uh, okay let's see where am i uh oh did I already take this one before? the um hello eight four five area code i've already taken uh, you no. already
0: oh no. okay good
1: all right good <laughs> it didn't mix
0: up after all. <laughs> thank you thank you Eric um I my name is Katie and I was wondering about a um a gentleman named Paul if I'll hear from him again if I should reach out um just anything a love interest um I think it's a bit of love and possible work I'm not really sure
1: um Okay, we're, I don't want to run into the other show, Eric, so you're going to have to give the short version.
2: Eric sorry. he's going to contact you. Eric says he will contact you. Wow. Oh, fabulous. That will that yeah, be – well, maybe you all should do your
1: charts you. together. Ooh, a couple oh, couple of charts. Oh, wow. To and, see if and it I it get be, Yeah,
2: I get soon. Wow. I'm sorry. I just
0: just touch the last
1: part. And it will be soon. It will be oh, soon. Oh, wow. So, yeah, maybe um, you need to find the information. I, I don't know if that's HIPAA laws involved in astrology or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, you can just see, if, you know, work compatible, romance compatible, et That would be interesting. So, ooh, good luck. Okay. And I want you to keep us posted on that, okay?
0: Thank you. I will. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you so very much. God bless you too, sweetie. You're welcome, Katie. Thank you. Much love. Thank you.
1: All right. Oh, she's got such a sweet, gentle voice. Oh. I know. All right.
0: <laughs> so you
1: guys, alanvera.com, A-L-L-A-N-V-A-R-A-H.com. You can change your life. Denise Ramon, deniseremon.com. She has changed my life, and I really appreciate her. And Eric is a wonderful voice for Eric. And Eric, I love you, sweetie. Um, yeah, love you always.
2: He's, thank you, Alan. I you. For said, yeah, I
1: love you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Denise. I love you both. Thank you so much for being on the show, and I look forward, Alan, to you being on the show in the future. And it's Arch Crawford, isn't it? A R C H Crawford.
3: Uh, I, yeah, I sent it to you exactly. It's oh just, my God, I, I just looked I it up.
1: Okay, good. I'm you,
3: multitasking. Oh, okay. So us. you found it also. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I can't it's accuracy because I never subscribed to it, but that was the one with the best reputation when I was looking into it.
1: Sounds great. All right, thank you guys for joining our show so until next Tuesday. Thanks, oh, fun. Thank you. Thank you so Take much. Take care, Alan. Bye, Bye. All right, everyone. Bye. Take
3: care, Denise. Take care, Lisa. Yeah, touch out.
1: You bet. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Now he needs to go get some sleep. All right. Bye.